The following is a paid program. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. All views or opinions expressed are solely the responsibility of the sponsored. The host and guests do not reflect that of this station, ownership, management, or staff. This station does not endorse or support any claims made. The content of this program is provided for educational and informational purposes. It is strictly up to the listener to accept or reject what is presented. Thank you for listening. Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. Good morning and welcome to the September 22nd edition of Ask the Pro. My name is Eric Cook. I'm your host this morning with my guest, Dr. Ken Kerbs from Kerbs Chiropractic and Wellness, located at 741 Davison Road here in Lockport. Good morning, Dr. Ken. How are you? Good morning, Eric. I'm so glad to be here. It's a beautiful day, just right for a light jacket this morning. So, Oh, isn't it just perfect? Yes. My favorite time of year, actually, right now, is that as that summer heat breaks and we go into fall, I don't particularly like fall cleanup stuff, you know, leaves and all that stuff, but I love the weather now. Yeah, absolutely. So. This week or two weeks, this period, just, just as the leaves are going to start to turn, is by far my favorite yeah. part of the yeah. year as well. Nice warm days, cool nights, Yep. good for sleeping. The humidity and, uh, drops down. And oh, it's like I take a walk every night. You know, I take usually like a forty-five minute walk every night. And you know, actually, the last two nights, um, I probably could have put a light jacket on, but I didn't. And, and you know, it was it was a little chilly. Yeah, it was a little chilly. Well, it's it's a motivation to walk a little, yeah. <laughs> a little quicker, <laughs> increase that internal body temperature a little bit. To yeah, just warm just, me up. But, um, step it up there, buddy but boy. It, it was. It was so. Yeah. Oh, great stuff! So, uh, Phil, you had you've been filling us in on your family and stuff lately. You went to see your daughter, so there's got to be more. There's well, there's always more because there's kids. Yeah, there's well, there's lots of kids. So yeah, my my <laughs> um, kids. <laughs> my son was home this past weekend um, from Ithaca. He's um, he was standing up in his best friend's wedding. Oh, how nice! Um, which was really nice. The wedding was down at um, Spring Lake Winery, and oh, what a lovely, what a lovely event! It was just a what a they they have such a nice um setting there you know the atmosphere you know and it's just it was a lovely wedding we really enjoyed it and um my wife and i you know attended the wedding also but the good thing is my son's fiance who is from oslo norway you know she arrived in town so she was here for the wedding and Oh, how wonderful. We got to see her. We haven't, she'll be here in this country for two weeks now. So, mm-hmm. um, But we got to spend the weekend with her and my son, and it was just a very enjoyable um, enjoyable weekend. So, nice. Now, is your son going to be able to practice in Norway again? Um, no, he, now, he has no restrictions whatsoever now okay. as far as travel and stuff like that. I don't think he'll ever practice in Norway again. Um, you know, I mean, he's getting settled. He's been in Ithaca now for three years and, and, okay. and quite settled there. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. We, know, we don't know what the future is going to bring. Um, right now, she is um, currently, hopefully by next spring, will qualify for a work visa to be able to come to the U.S. and live here. Okay. Um, but we'll see. 
you know, she isn't going, you know, she's doing it the legal way, not to going to the southern border and crossing over. She's really? doing it legitimately and legally. Not pulling the hopscotch um, across the little, little no, river it, there, huh? No, it's not. So, uh, you know, so, some people do things the way they're supposed to do them. But anyway, so, and then in a couple of weeks, in about three weeks, my daughter who lives in Thailand is going to be coming home. So we're kind of excited oh, about nice. that because it's been a year now since we've seen her. Sure it has, yeah. So it'll be it'll be a great time. So she's coming home for about three weeks. She'll be home. So, nice. Yeah. So lots of good things going yeah, on yeah, at the yeah. curb. The Curb family, yeah, it's homestead. It's as all good. It were. The homestead, yes. The, we call it, you know, the you know the central the central location. That's where you know everybody draws back to that location. Um, there's always bedrooms available. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's funny because my son's my son's best friend and college roommate was also in the wedding, and um, mm-hmm. he lives in he's an architect in Boston, and he was in town for the wedding. So rather than a hotel, he just stayed with us you know so it was really kind of nice oh i'm sure you get to, to see all the kids and have yeah. some activity it was a it was a great little weekend so. fun flurry of activity with young people because yes. you're never bored when there's young people right. around and this weekend tomorrow my mother-in-law turns 90 years old oh very so, good so that's kind of a nice a nice event so excellent yeah so yeah it's good very good oh we got a call i wonder if it's going to be a radio call or if it's going to be a Curbs call. Let's find out. <laughs> Good morning, caller. You are on WLVL with Dr. Ken Curbs. What is your uh, thought or question, please? I have a question for Dr. Curbs. Yes. I had um, surgery on my left arm because I had cut it, and they found cancer in there. So they took it out, and now the incision keeps opening, and I'm bleeding all over the place. Wow. So let me... Could you explain why that's happening? Why okay. it keeps breaking open? Well, first of all, let me ask you a few questions, okay? How old are you? 61. 61. Okay, and what what ha- what happened? You had an injury of some sort? Yeah, I got hurt at Home Depot. Okay, so you fell or you caught... No, I caught it on the rack. You caught it and, and, reach- and cut it open? Yeah. Okay. And it got worse, it got longer... Okay. So he had to do surgery on it. Okay, but now tell me where this, when they did that, they found cancer. Tell me about that. When he did the surgery. Well, he did a biopsy first, and that's where he found it, and that's when he decided to do the surgery and get it all out. What was the cancer? I mean, what was it like a skin cancer, or what? He didn't say. He said it might have been from the paint. That's the only thing he said. From the what? Paint. Because I had four pieces of orange paint in my arm. Four pieces of orange paint in your arm. Home Depot yeah, orange. From, yeah, from the shelf on Home, so at Home Depot. It was a, a now, rag. Do at you Home Depot. do you work at Home Depot or do you? No, I shop there. You and just I was shop there. A rake. Okay, yeah, so I was for, getting a rake. Okay, so first of all, the top shelf. How again? Give me a give me time frames from when this injury occurred at Home Depot and when they d- did this surgery for the cancer to remove the cancer. This has been going on with my arm for a year. Okay, so first nobody of all, nobody has figured. Yeah, it's it's odd that we could figure it out until I went to Niagara Falls Wound Care Center and they figured it out. Yeah, and what did they tell you? That's when he did the biopsy and told me he had the cancer. I had the cancer but didn't say what kind, and then he just dug it out. Now the incision keeps opening and bleeding yeah. through everything. Yeah. Are you a diabetic? 
No. No. Um, do you have any other issues, you know, health issues that you're aware of? No. Okay, because sometimes, and, and how long ago was the surgery? That you know, where at what point did they take out the cancerous lesion and sew you up from that point to now? That he it's, didn't. He didn't sew me. He glued it. Oh, okay. So see, sometimes and again, you know, it that worked. It was about two, three weeks ago. He did it. Okay, so, so so first of all, you have to realize that many times, you know, and especially, and they should be dealing with this as far as your wound care goes, but there is to be a healing process that's going to occur from within and outwardly, okay? Just by putting a Band-Aid or covering something up doesn't mean that's going to heal it. It has to heal from within. So I don't know all the details of your particular situation, but, you know, obviously if there was foreign material in there, Okay, mm-hmm. you know your body wants to get that out, wants to clean that out. So it is possible that that could still be working its way out of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's if it's for me to make a dis, you know a, a decision on that. I mean, that's a, it's it's a hard one because I just look at it from a physiological standpoint that you know your body is still trying to reject something. The fact that the the healing process isn't occurring, um, that it, it keeps you say it keeps reopening. Well, it was starting to heal real nice, and then all of a sudden, one day, I heard this pop, Mm. and the whole incision opened up. Now, is it infected? I don't know. I won't know till today when I go to see him. Well, yeah, you need to see that, because that could be a definite possibility, is there's an infection in there, which allowed that to burst open because again the body doesn't want that you know it needs to get that out so if you close Mm -hmm. it in you know by when they sealed it up and closed it in and if there was infection in there you know that needs to get out and so that could be the reason but again that's their level of expertise that's not something i typically deal with in in my practice um Mm -hmm. you know but but that's certainly something you need to first of all determine is there actually an infection in there you know and if there is, then you know obviously you need to be treated for that. But a lot of times, yeah, right now he's he's using those four by four pads that you could see through, right? And just that's what he's using, and just sealing it up with that. Mm-hmm. Are you getting a lot of drainage it, out of it? All the blood's coming right through it. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's a lot of there's still a lot of serous fluid and and that draining from it because obviously the wound opened up. So you know, again, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're under appropriate care as far as the wound care code because that's their specialty. But a lot of times when people have wounds like that that resurface or you know reopen afterwards, a lot of times it's a it's a it's a wait it's a waiting game to allow that thing to heal. So for an example, my mother in law when she had a knee replace, she had a total knee replacement. So she had about an 18 inch in down her leg and they removed the staples too too quickly they moved removed them with like in 10 days and what happened was the entire incision split right open the whole thing came open again and so she literally had it was like you know if you ever seen a hot dog cooking on a grill it splits open like that that's what her Uh leg looked like well because that had happened and because there was such a, a delay in the you know from the time it actually happened they couldn't reclose it up they couldn't re-sew it so she was under wound care and stuff like that and um they it literally took months and months for that thing to heal and it had to heal on its own so she had this open wound that they just protected from infection and stuff but it allowed it to heal from within she's got a very nasty scar on her leg as a result of it um oh i'm sure there's going to be a nasty scar oh, on sure. my arm too. oh there's no doubt about it if that if you know you're not going to escape without 
without um, something. But see, my my confusion in your situation is they found orange paint chips in this wound, but you had just done it, you know, whatever the certain amount of time beforehand. To say that there was cancer, that's kind of weird. I mean, that's you know, cancer isn't something that develops in a few weeks. Um, no, they, it was. He, the doctor said it was one of the orange. Pe- the, we took four orange pieces out. He said that if you read the bottom of the paint cans, a lot of the paint cans tell you you can get cancer due to this paint. Maybe that could be a possibility that they use cancer paint. I'm not sure. Well, it typically That's wouldn't happen that fast. That's my concern is it wouldn't happen that fast. You know, It didn't happen. It took a year to happen. A year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean you initially hurt this a year ago? Right. Okay, and then and they get worse. Okay, and then they just took the they just took that what whatever they call it the cancerous lesion or whatever out recently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I don't I don't have a I don't have a a good answer for you on that because I don't know the whole circumstances of first of all if it was cancer, what type of cancer was it? What are they doing from a follow up perspective as far as any type of treatment? You know, on that. Um, and then also nothing because he said he took it all out. He took There's it all nothing out. Nothing there. No more right but you still aren't healing properly you know right that's the whole thing so when someone's not healing properly there's something else going on there um whether it be you know other there might be other deficiencies in your body there might be issues you know i mean i'm sure they've probably done a a whole myriad of blood work and stuff on you to see you know if there were any type of problems with that but also my biggest concern right now is infection and that's something you need to rule out and treat that accordingly. Okay. Yeah. And I asked another question. Sure. Um, I wanted to come to your office because I have a bad back. Yeah. And I've had like four surgeries on it. And oh, it's goodness. still like spasm and really hurts. I just, I think I need a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's those are the type of things I deal with. You know, again, you've got to, you know, when you said you've had four surgeries, did you have um, fusions done? No, they took uh, this four and five out. Right. And then they have a hole in my back because they tried to put these wires in to help the nerve. My body rejected the the wires, so they had to take them out. Mm -hmm. And then they put them back in because they said I rejected it because it was too small. So then they put a bigger one in, and he rejected that, too, so he had to take that out. Oh, yeah. So I have nothing. Yeah. You, you've got a lot going on there, you know. And so the thing mm-hmm. is, if they took your L4 and L5 disc out, they fused the vertebrae together, okay? They surgically mm-hmm. fused it together. So those are situations where I have to step back and look at, you know, I would certainly want to see any x-rays or MRIs associated with the situation. And then I would also have to go through my evaluation from a neurological sta- functional standpoint to see, first of all, is it something I can help? And if it is, you know, what can we do about it? What can you expect? That's not something I could even judge with you right now, whether I could help it or not. I would have to look at the at the data first. Yeah, because I get really bad spasms, like on the top of my back, sure. on my shoulders. Sure. Because this one doctor, he was a pain management doctor, he gave me a trigger point injection in that right. shoulder. right. And it wasn't work. I told him before I even left the office, I said, my back feels like somebody threw a thousand matches and it burns really that bad when you gave me that shot. Yeah. He goes, oh, you'll be fine. Go put some ice on it. Now there's a lump there. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) That's good. Just brush it off. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Yeah, and so when you start seeing that, when you're getting a lot of spasming and stuff occurring in the upper part of the back, a lot of times it's not the upper back, it's the neck that's creating that because the, that mm-hmm. musculature is supplied by the nerves of the neck. So that's why in, in someone like you, I would need to look at your entire spine, both neck, mid-back, and low-back to see what might be the underlying cause of that. So that we can be more, okay. you know, we can make a better decision as far as what's going on. But, you know, just... You I'll know, have to try to get my MRI from... Yeah. I would need to see... I, I would need, I Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't, at least know, find out where they were located and stuff, because we can always get those reports sent over, you know. Okay. So that's no not, problem. That's I'll not call a problem. your office and make an appointment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back in the office on Monday. So you, you do that anytime and I'll see what I can do to help out. Okay. Uh, I don't. Do I have your phone number? You um, advertise it on, the, t- on yeah. the radio, but the, I don't think I ever catch it. Okay, the office is um four three four zero six four three four. Yep, zero six seven one. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care now. Good luck with that. Thank you. Uh-huh. Have a great day. Wow. Yeah, a lot going on there. You know. Yes. I I would be curious, you know, again, I'm I'm trying to make a decision based on, you know, just what she said and and it's 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 tough. You know, but right. that that the arm thing concerns me um why there was such a delay and then the the wound reopened. You know, so either that telling me that the body is trying to reject something, like there still might be some foreign material in there that is trying to push out or that mm-hmm. there's some significant infection in there that's forced it open. Right. Well, I think it's a good idea that she is going to see her <coughs> primary care physician. Absolutely. To see what is going on in there. Absolutely. I mean, that's and that's where, you know, that's where the primary care comes in. That's where the wound, the, you know, the wound specialists come in. Because when you get improper healing, I mean, there's a certain, there's a certain um, level or there's certain expectations in healing that should occur. So, again, if some, that's why I asked her, you know, if she's a diabetic or if, right. the, if there's any other issues going on, because all of those can contribute. You know, sometimes I didn't ask her if she's a smoker or something like that. Those all can contribute to improper healing. Right. Yeah. So that's where, you know, again, hard for me to judge sitting in my position right now, but, you know, without knowing any more facts or even seeing what was going on there. Sure. Um, but, yeah, she's she's going in the right direction. She needs to get that. She needs to get to the bottom of that. Right. Get it addressed. And, uh, yeah. And then hopefully your chiropractic services can and, help and her. And, again, that's, a, that's another whole, that's you know, a different, another issue. whole yeah. different issue, Absolutely. you know, aside from that. But, again, even with what she just explained, she's had a lot going on with that. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, to have four, to have four uh, low back surgeries. Um, is is significant, Absolutely you know, is. and certainly plays a role in how much I will or will not be able to um, help. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are, if you tuned in late, you are listening to Dr. Ken Kerbs here on Ask the Pro, and he is President, Chief CEO, and Chief Bottle Washer at Kerbs Chiropractic and Wellness, located at four, 741 Davison Road. And if you would like to have a consultation with him privately, you can call 434 434- 0671 However, if you would like to talk about some of your issues, whether it be health issues, social issues, or any other type of issue, you can certainly feel free to call us because that's why he's here is to talk about uh, what's going on in the world at 433-1433. That's 433-1433. Sometimes our topics do get relatively varied and very much 
out of the healthcare field, but that's okay. You know, again, you know, we deal with we deal with life in general. You know, and we're all dealing with the daily pressures and daily stresses of life, that's however right. they come to us, because all of that then affects us both physically and emotionally. You know, and we're never bored. Right. <laughs> no question about no, that. No, that's, if you're listening that's, to that's, Dr. Ken Curbs on WLVL, you are never, ever going to be bored. There's no question. That's, that's for sure. No question about that. But we are certainly open to your questions, thoughts, concerns, comments. Uh, just lay it on us, 433-1433. Yeah. So often our topics of conversation have turned to um, allopathic health care, mm-hmm. which um, is, by my definition, reactive Healthcare is not preventative. It's right. We're going to find very much whatever your illness is. We will find a pill to give you, and then some of these pharmaceutical companies are making up diseases so they can give you a pill. Um, yes, I mean <laughs> I, I, I heard something on TV the other night. I have no idea what it was, but it said uh, if you're over sixty, you're more than twice as likely as someone under sixty to get this. And then, and then later in the disclaimers, like one in a hundred thousand people get it, and it was some medicine that probably will kill you. Because the, the list of disclaimers on the effects of the possible medicine for a disease I've never heard of, and then going, well, ask your doctor if yeah. X Y Z is right. For See you. what happened is when they when they lifted the when they lifted the uh, ban on uh, pharmaceutical companies advertising. Okay, you know you always. And I remember early in my practice. I mean, you could you never heard a, a drug advertisement that didn't that didn't happen. Now we have these dramatic productions, you know, on drugs. I love my my favorite one out there that makes me want to throw up every time we see it is for Jardians, the the diabetic uh, medication, where you know this relatively heavy set woman who is you know looking like a classic candidate for type two diabetes, you know, is sitting there dancing and you know in this whole crowd of people and then changing her outfits and dancing and. It's just a wonderful melody, and everything's great and dandy, and you know. And it's like, okay, don't don't take responsibility for what you're putting in your mouth. Don't alter your lifestyle. Don't do anything. Just take the Jardians, and and you'll be okay. And but then they list all the side effects of it, and you're going like, who in the right mind would do that without first, you know, saying, okay, wait a minute here. That should those type of things should be last resorts, not first options. But what happens is that we remove the responsibility then. You know, we see it in the statin drugs. We see it in the diabetic drugs. We take no responsibility for ourselves. I've had patients tell me, well, I don't, I, then I, I can eat whatever I want because that's all I do is I take the drug because they've been conditioned to believe that just take the drug and you'll be fine. You know, so eat all the junk you want, eat all the processed food you want, eat all the carbohydrates you want. But we'll take that, okay? So, you know, for, for you know, we talked about this on the last show, person I'm working with who went from 160 units of injectable insulin a day down to zero off all, totally reversing type 2 diabetes, A1C and normal levels, off all diabetic medication, lost right now, as of, as of right now, is just, uh, is right at the 100 pound weight loss um, mark right now. Okay, do you think that's made a difference in their lives? It's transformed their lives, and it's been 11 months. October 15th will be one year since they started the journey. But it took a, excuse me, hell of a lot of discipline in order to do that. But you know what? They knew that if they didn't do something to make the change, they were going to die. 
all right and um that's that's the thing is at one point when someone finally realizes that do i make the choice now or do i just keep going doing what i'm doing you know uh because it's easier to do it that way it's easier to you know eat that bag of potato chips you know and take my my drugs than it is to actually make a change in my life right when when death is imminent that is um, it's amazing how people will wake up when it's, when it's when it, when literally when the cards are on the table saying dude you're going you know you're go, you're going down right. okay and then all of a sudden they you know it's like it's like you know it's like the criminal who's born again you know once they you know once they finally get caught and they're at their at their low right you know it's like the alcoholic or drug addict who finally hits rock bottom right and knows that if they take one more step forward they're going to die that's sometimes what it takes for people to realize that and that's what time sometimes it takes that for people to wake up mm-hmm. however why don't you just wake up a lot earlier? Wake up before it all happens. Well, it's you not know. very convenient. To it's do not. It Heavens way. no. It's easier. <laughs> it's so easier. When I talk to people about diets, and I talk, the first thing I talk about is you know their carbohydrate intake. You know, like, oh, I couldn't give that up. I couldn't do that. No, yes, you could. You choose not to, but you could. Okay, the same way with smoking or drinking or whatever. You know, you could. You choose not to. And and again. But I'm so addicted. Well, yes, but you know what? Nobody, nobody died from a lack of alcohol or a lack of, of nicotine. Nobody died from a lack of carbohydrates. Okay? So, you know, it's a choice you make. Well, it all turns to sugar, right? And it, it's oh, the sugar every, addiction. Every bit of it does. You know, alcohol right. turns to sugar. Carbohydrates right. turn to sugar. Right. Um, it all affects the same thing, you right. know. So when you're doing all that stuff, you know, realize there's a trade-off there. There is a real trade-off. You know, you will pay a price at some point down the road. Listen, when we still have an average life expectancy that's only in the mid to upper 70s, you know, it's absurd. When our when our bodies are, you know, genetically designed to live 120 years and we're making it to the upper 70s. You know, that means that means we literally have 40 plus years that we've just given up. You know that we don't do it. Hmm. You know, and it's it, it's sad when you see that, and it happens all the time. I mean, when I sit there and see people in my peer group, my age group, you know, kids that I went to high school with and stuff like that, dying. And I mean, I've had it, this past year. There's been a slew of them, you know, dying from cancers and heart disease and all, which are the two bigger, the biggest ones that take them all. Right. And yet, so much of that are are situations that are totally related to what they're putting in their mouths and the lifestyle that they're living. You know, so again, you go back down to the thing is, you know, what choices am I going to make? You know, sometimes people think I'm crazy for what I do. You know, it's like, okay, you choose, you know, that's okay. You can think whatever you want want of me, but you know what? I've done, you know, I've been on a, at least the last 40 year journey of trying to discover what's most optimal, you know, not, not what's just good, but what's optimal. And I'm still tweaking it. I still do it all the time. I still, you know, play. It's like, let's try this. Let's go down this alley. Let's go down here. But the one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to eliminate all the stuff I absolutely know without a doubt are not good for me. Okay. And then I see what I can play with and what I can't and how it affects me. Right. So uh, all the Dorito lovers of the world. Let me tell you something. I absolutely love Doritos. Okay. Me too. Will I eat them? Absolutely not. All right. So, and there's a lot of things I love and I grew up loving. Okay. M&M peanuts, man. I'll tell you something. There's nothing I've loved more than that. Do I eat them now? Nope. Haven't eaten them in quite a while. 
Um, you know, do there's a lot of things I don't. Well, my diet is incredibly narrowed, you know, so that I just don't eat a lot. Right. I mean, I eat a lot quantity wise. I just right. don't eat. I, my the limitation on the variety that I have is incredibly limited. Mm-hmm. But yet, you are satisfied. Uh, far more than I ever have been with anything mm-hmm. else. Far more. Yes. Very interesting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you joined us a little bit late this morning, first off, shame on you, but that's okay. You you can get caught up. We forgive you. That's right. And you can listen to all of the great programs that Doctor Curbs has had here on WLVL simply by going to wlvl.com. Hit the podcast button and pick your show and pick your date. It goes back for many, many moons. So you can listen to all the all the great conversations that Dr. Curbs has had on WLVL. However, that's then. Today is today. You can still give us a call at 433-1433. The floor is open as far as what you want to talk about this morning. I know there's... A bunch of you guys are sitting there biting your lip going, well, I don't know if I should bring that up or not. Listen, I'll touch touch on any topic. And if I don't know about it, I'll let you know that. But if I have something to say about it, um, you know, that's what I want to share. That's what I'm here for. That's That's the whole purpose of that. Share wisdom or strength. uh, You know, I mean, some doctors charge hundreds of dollars for a consultation. You got it here free. (laughs) That's right. And here's the call. You know. Good morning, caller. You are on with Dr. Ken Kurz. What is your thought, comment, or question? Hey, Ken, I have a question. And I want to settle a bet between my wife and myself. Oh, God, I don't want to get into between that. (laughs) So I still see people wearing masks all the time. (laughs) So I believe that these mask wearers, and they can do whatever they want. I'm not going to judge, but I'm just saying, I believe that they are unvaccinated and just virtue signaling that they don't want, haven't had COVID, don't want to get COVID, and they just say, look, I, I I don't have COVID. My wife thinks they've been vaxxed and boosted five, six, seven times. Yep. And they're still scared to death that they're going to get COVID. Yes. Which one do you think it is? I will absolutely 100% side with your wife. Um, It is not the unvaccinated, because the people who are unvaccinated understand and know that, you know, they've seen what's going on there. The vaccinated ones, the vaccinated, boosted, and multiple are still, have been instilled with such incredible fear that they, you know, I've been traveling a lot lately, and, you know, I get in these airports, and, you know, you'll see, not a lot, but you'll see, you know, on a plane, you'll see four or five people still have a mask on. You'll still see people walking by you, and then take a quick divergence off to to the side to avoid getting too close to you. You know, you see these people who literally live their lives in fear that the boogeyman is going to get them. They think, and it's been shown over and over again, these masks were incredibly ineffective, that they were nothing more than virtue signaling, that they, they really didn't prevent anything as far as transmission or or whatever they were supposed to do. Because I've said right from the beginning that if it weren't for the mass media coverage that literally you know drove it down our throats every single day, I can remember seeing on every station the death counts, you know, always up in the upper corner of the TV showing the death counts every day of the COVIDs, you know, and all that stuff. And then mandating the masks, you know, so that if I said if the media didn't cover it and the masks weren't on people's faces everywhere, you would never know anything was going on. When the season got over with, you would have said, man, it was a pretty rough cold season, you know, pretty rough flu season, but never would have created what it did in the world. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% on the missus the side. So I hope there was some no. money on that bet. There um, was not, but I'm going to start asking because I just think, because here's what I think. I think a lot of, I think a lot of a certain certain ethnic groups 
uh, didn't get to shop more than others right. because I think it's a trust issue. Right. And you see certain ethnic groups, uh, I, I, when I travel and I'm around, that certain ethnic groups are see, messed up. And see, no, I, I, I don't see that as much, though, really, you know, because, again, yes, obviously some groups were, you know, there's there was a lot of skepticism in this whole thing, and, and rightly so, because yeah, yeah, yeah. now that the information is... So. Right, they're, they're smarter than everybody else. Right. But um, I still, right now, currently, I still have one patient in my practice, the only one, who has still will wear a mask in the office um, all the time. I was at a local pizza place last night. This made me think of it. And a young girl working there, she was African-American, and she had a mask on, and it was so tight. She was probably 19 years old. Yeah, yeah. The mask was so tight on her face. It was a fabric mask. No one could hear a word she was saying. I asked her five times, well, you know, how much, how much is it? You know, I can't hear you. And she, he was mumbling with the mask on. And then she had to write it down because I couldn't understand it. The guy in front of me couldn't understand her. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I, that made me think of, of that question because yeah. Yeah. I just think certain, you know, African-American and Hispanic, I think they're just like, you know what? I don't, I don't, but I've seen going on with our, right. with us. I don't trust them. Yeah. And, and rightly so there, there should be a lot of yeah. distrust with that. Absolutely. But I, the vast majority of people I saw with mask guns were Caucasians. You know, that, okay. that's, that's what oh, I, well, I see far more than too. not. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. I think, I think it had a lot more to do with the fear instilled because what concerns me is, you know, I see some older people, but when I see the young, young people like teenagers wearing them, that really concerns me. Right. Um, because. Or even worse. You're in airports or somewhere or parks, and people have their three-year-olds masked up, and they're not masked up. Yeah. But the three-year-old is. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, cause, terrible. Yeah, which, you know, they've shown over and over again, kids just are not, you know. Mm. I mean, a kid would have to be significantly yeah. immunocompromised or have some significant health issues that would warrant uh, worrying about it. And, you know, again, we're getting the uptick of, quote, the COVIDs. I mean, I'm hearing it all the time. Oh, I'm positive for COVID. But you're not hearing any anything going on as far as the hospitalizations and the deaths and right. all this if you're just not seeing it yeah. because again this thing has mutated to a point where it's just not as virulent as it was and the right. fact that we're and i said it from the beginning too of this thing when they first started coming down with the vaccine i said they're going to make this a an, an every year thing we're going to have the booster every year and that's exactly what they're right. doing well what, what they're doing now ken they're going to here's here's my my futurist uh, look so they're going to put they're putting the covid in with the flu vaccine okay mm-hmm. you're going to get it all in one shot eventually 5 10 years whatever ails you if it's if it's Ebola, you know, the whole Ebola thing, you're yeah, told yeah, that, like yeah. two people got it. Right. They're going to put, you're going to get a shot when you're born, if your parents are okay with it, that has 10 things in it. Yeah. You know, and now you get like chicken pox, and with all, but it'll be COVID, it'll be the flu, yeah. it'll be Ebola, it'll yeah. be leprosy, you know. But, the, all, but those things, you know. Things. Tone those those things are those things are you know again from 1986 when the vac- when the childhood vaccine schedule was 14 vaccines to currently right now it's at 72 vaccines. Yeah, okay, crazy. that means a child from birth to 18 years of age. Okay, that's the recommended schedule. You know, there's something already wrong with that. When you have respiratory viruses, you have COVID, you have you know flu, you have 
RSV, you have all these things. These things, you know, mutate and they're constantly changing. So they never, yeah. they're never going to nail the appropriate vaccine for that. So, well, yeah. the flu vaccine is only like a 22% effective or it's something. You know, I, mean, who, it's I don't ridiculous. know who, unless you're a million years old, I don't know who yeah. would get it. But do me a favor. You see my wife out somewhere, you know, anytime soon, talk her out of her trying to talk me into getting the shingles vaccine. Okay. Talk her out okay. of you. You mean she's she trying to talk? Vaccine. She got me shingles vaccine last year. I'll be 60 in a month. She wants me to get it, and I'm fighting it. Right. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, right. but I'm did you did you, have chick, did you have chicken pox when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. So You know, so, I mean, I, I think it's more stress-related than anything absolutely. else. That's well, me. one of the reasons why the chicken or why shingles is becoming so much more prevalent right now is because of the chicken pox vaccination. So they suppress children from getting chicken pox the way they yeah. should have when they were chi- children. And yeah. now because they, that, yeah. those viruses lay dormant and people aren't being exposed to it. And then later on mm-hmm. in life, you know, it resurfaces again, you know, because, it's again, a- the constant exposure is what naturally yeah. stimulates yeah. our immune system. Right. It's a test 22 with me. I think I think shingles are mostly stress related, and me not getting the shingles vaccine, she's on my case all the time, stressing me out. I'm going to get shingles because she's asked me to get the shingles vaccine, and then she'll say, "I told you so." So, all right, <laughs> thanks, Ken. Good you show. Bet. Take care. Bye. Good talking. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Well, we do have another caller. Let's, Let's see go. what's going on here. Good morning, caller. What is your thought, comment, or uh, question for Doctor Ken Curbs? Hello, are we there? Uh, I think she must have hung up. Okay. Okay. If you hung up, call back. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, they might have been. Yeah, there's so much controversy about this. You know, we're you know the thing is, we used to think of vaccines as the childhood schedule, but now we have the adult schedule. You know, which includes you know pneumonia, flu, COVID, RSV. Chicken pot, or I mean uh, shingles. You know, there's five of them right now that they're they're trying to get all you know everybody doing that. You know, and again, you know, of, of course we make the we make the um, population of a we use it by age. Okay, so I am considered in the high risk population. Well, you want to know something? I don't consider myself high risk at all. You know, the the fact that I haven't even had as much of a cold in 40 years, you know, tells me that I have a pretty strong immune system. You know, that during the whole COVID thing, I was exposed many 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 times through that process and um not an issue at all you know so i again it's it's you know everybody has to decide but when we have a government and healthcare system that has instilled the incredible amount of uh, misinformation and fear in people it's very easy to get them to comply very easy all right looks like our callers called back hmm Good morning, caller. You are on with Dr. Ken Curbs. What is your uh, thought, question, or comment, please? I didn't call for health information, uh, so I I I called because I I think tomorrow is 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 celebration for Dr. Curbs' birthday. So so I I and can can I talk to him? I'm right here. Oh, I'm, I'm right oh, here. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you. You have exposed me now. Now everybody knows. Okay, yes, tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> well, is my birthday. I, I, I think I know from other times, yes. too, what, 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 what age you're going to be, so I won't say, but okay. I, 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 I think you was born... <laughs> 
the year I graduated from high school. I think I was actually. So yes, <laughs> yes, and, and and also and, it's not only my can- it's my birthday, but also I have a twin brother, which is his birthday, and my mother in law, she turns ninety tomorrow on her birthday, and also Bruce. And can, Bruce- can can I ask you what 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 what? what what daughter is going to be getting married and when? My daughter Olivia, my do- my oldest daughter Olivia. She's the one that lives in Thailand, and she oh. is getting married next summer. Oh, and I did I didn't quite quite get it at the beginning. Who who yeah. who, who who you said got married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of my children are married yet. My two oldest, both my son and my daughter, are both engaged. My daughter is getting married next July. My son, there's no date set yet. So, so yeah, thank you. You 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 know you know I guess who 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 Oh, I know who is, I know exactly who, who, who you are. You, you happy birthday, huh? <laughs> yes, I know exactly who you are. Yes. <laughs> and thank you. I appreciate it. Cuz you usually you never forget. You usually you usually call every year, so you never forget. So thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, bye. All right. You take care now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep. Well, isn't that something, Dorothy? She's she's she she calls, you know, she calls me every year to wish me a happy birthday on the air. So that's great. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's right. It's Doctor Ken's birthday tomorrow. So you have any, have any um, special plans for I, tomorrow? I, well, the thing is, my birthday will be um, overshadowed by the fact that my mother-in-law turns 90. So right. it's really about her tomorrow. Sure. So, sure. you know, we'll be celebrating. So her her sons are in town and her two granddaughters flew in from Seattle. And so it's just, it's kind of nice that, you know, we'll be celebrating her tomorrow. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, ninety is so, a pretty substantial. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's substantial. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's nice though that I I mean she turns ninety tomorrow, and then my mom turns ninety in January. Oh. So you know it's uh, the fact that we've got, and you know what people don't realize is my mom and my mother in law have been friends since they were in first grade. Really? Yeah. So they knew they've known each other their their entire lives. So they knew before you so, knew. Yeah, they knew. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> yeah. Each one said. My it's, little boy, it's and your funny. little girl. Yeah, it's kind of funny how that all played out. someday I'll share that story about about how that all happened. But uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> I bet it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many years have you been married now? Um, na- uh, October 11th is my anniversary, and it'll be 38 years. No kidding. Well, yeah, congratulations on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's that's yeah. a darn good start, Doc. It's, it's it is a good start. You know, yeah. I looked at it. My parents, you know, when my dad died, my parents had were this year celebrated their sixty eighth wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you know, it's like I want to have that kind of longevity. Yep. You know, and go for there. So I have an aunt and uncle that celebrates seventy six years. Wow, that's inc- that is truly incredible. Yeah, they're both uh, ninety six years old. Yep, and uh, they're looking forward to. They're still alive. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, amazing. Yep, amazing. Yeah, they're both going to turn ninety seven and. After the first of the year, yeah, and I'm looking forward to 77. Yeah, years of marriage. It's, that's great. Just amazing. Well, callers, you still have a few minutes if you want to get through at four three three one four three three. Can wish a good doctor happy birthday or ask a question. So we got a few minutes here to go. Four three three one four three three. So what else we got on our mind here? Well, you know, we look at you know look at um, 
when I just in, in the family example, as far as longevity goes. Now, you know, in my particular family, my dad passed away in February at the age of ninety four. You know, my mom and my mother in law are both ninety. Now, my father in law, on contrast, died at the age of fifty four. He's been he's been gone for thirty six years that he died. Um, he would have turned ninety last week. Um, and you look at his health and, you know, through the course of his 54 years, you know, he ended up, of course, he was a smoker, you know, he ended up having, um, you know, uh, cancer of his vocal cords, you know, and then ended up dying of a massive heart attack at the age of 54 with no warning at all. As a matter of fact, about two months before he had the heart attack that killed him, he, he had his physical and got, quote, the clean bill of health from his doctor. Um, and then yet, but he was a very highly stressed person. I mean, just, you know, he was like a time bomb ready to go off all the time, you know, so, um, that stress levels really got to him. And, but when they, when he died, I mean, they did have to do an autopsy on him because he died at home. Um, but, um, when they did that, he had, he had a 98% occlusion of one of his coronary arteries, which is one of the reasons why he died. Now you don't get a 98% occlusion overnight. Okay, that stuff had been building and brewing for years, you know, and it got to the point where, you know, things kicked in and, and it just did him in. I mean, he, he died very suddenly. Um, I spoke with him at 12 noon that day he died and he was dead at 10 to, at 1220 on his bathroom floor. Okay, and I had a conversation with him 20 minutes earlier. And know. he was fine. He was fine. He or was so having, he, he was, right, he was having some discomfort. Okay, and that's when I said, I told my mother-in-law, please get him to the hospital, better safe than sorry, okay? And she went into the bedroom to change her clothes. He went to the bathroom, and boom, it was over with, okay? So it was really kind of weird. Something was going on because, first of all, the fact that he would he was, he was got on the phone and talked to me. He would never do that. He got on the phone and talked But, again, a normal conversation. It wasn't like he was in distress. Right. He, his only symptomatology was he had a warm feeling across his upper chest. That was his symptoms. And, and it was enough to concern him. Um, and and it, it happened on Valentine's Day, and he had he had just exerted himself. He was outside chipping ice off the driveway, so there was some exertion associated with that, which kind of which brought it to the surface. Sure. But the fact that I you know literally had a uh, you know a conversation of a normal manner with him just twenty minutes before he fe- yeah. he dropped. So yeah, it's kind of sad. But again, there could have been so many things that could have avoided that, again, due to his lifestyle and changes, you know. So. Sure. So, yeah. All right. Well, Doc, it's been a great conversation once again. We look forward to seeing you again in a couple of weeks, right? Right. I will be here. Yeah. And I guess that will be at the beginning of October then, won't we? Yes. Yes, yeah. sir. That's awesome. going to do it. All right. Dr. Ken Kerbs is located at 741 Davidson Road in Lockport. If you'd like to have a consultation with him, call 434 434- 0671-434-0671. And doctor, until we meet again, a fond adieu abu. <laughs> Thanks so much, Eric. Have a great day. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye bye now.